Okay, so Tulsa, Ashley from Tulsa, the, the floor is yours. Thanks, Louisa. Hi, everyone. My name is Ashley, and I'm an alcoholic. Um, currently in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Born and raised in Oklahoma, moving finally, and I'm super pumped about it. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, so I grew up in a really small town in Oklahoma. No stoplights, none of that. To get anything you need, you had to drive at least 30 miles um, to the grocery store and all that good stuff. So needless to say, not a whole lot to do. So um, drinking was definitely part of the culture of my town. Um, it wasn't one of those things that kids really got in trouble for. At one point, you know, my dad had to come pick me up. Uh, and I like I knew he was just going to throttle me. And he's like, oh, I can't get you in trouble for doing something that I would do. Or, and did. So, you know, it was just kind of like, that was expected. So, um, I started drinking probably around 12 or 13. Um, and I should have known early on that there might be some issues because looking back now, I can see that I would drink to get through things that I didn't want to do. Um, I mean, obviously that couldn't be like school, but you know, like, oh, I didn't want to clean. So it's like, oh, I'll just have a few drinks or I didn't want to work out. This was for some reason my thing. Um, get a little drunk and then go for a run. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it was already like, Oh, I don't want to do that. That seems unpleasant. I'm going to drink to cover that up so I can get through this. Um, so while I drank in high school and stuff, it wasn't super crazy, I guess. I went to college and I was actually the person who everyone thought was kind of a pain in the ass because everyone would come to our apartment and want to get drunk and all that. And it's like, I have class in the morning. I'm going to bed. Please pick up after yourselves. And I wake up in the morning and the living room's a shithole and I'm mad because <clears throat> then I have to clean it up. And so I guess I wasn't, I don't know. I, I hadn't quite gotten to the point yet where I was a huge problem, not that when I drank, I wasn't a hot mess, but I just wasn't drunk all the time yet. Um, after that, I went to law school, and that is where things took a turn. Um, in undergrad, I had started a relationship that now I can see is very, very toxic. And um, when I went to law school, this relationship became a long distance relationship. So um, I'm insecure about my toxic relationship and I don't see this person often. I'm just, I'm just really insecure about it. And so I started to drink and, you know, I, I started like I, I did when I was in high, it was like once in a while I would get drunk 
And then it was like, you know what? Let's let's go ahead and get drunk today. And the next day, it's the same thing. So eventually I found myself drunk every day in law school to the point where I started taking drinks to class. And um, I mean, I finished law school, but that's definitely where things took a turn for the worse. And pretty much at that point, um, I recognized that, you know, there's probably something that needs to be dealt with here, but um, I just wasn't in a place that I was willing to acknowledge that. Um, so while I kind of recognized that there was something that probably needed to be addressed, um, oh, I definitely wasn't going to address it. And I made no effort to do so for a couple decades. But um, so I spent a couple decades acting a fool and embarrassing myself and my family and just just a hot mess of craziness. And um it was finally well let me take a step back from that. <clears throat> so at one point after law school I had someone finally say something to me about maybe I'm drinking too much. I'm like, it's cute that it took everyone so long to say something. Um, but uh, so I was like, okay, I'll I'll go to AA. And my intention was, I'm going to show these people that I cannot drink. I I cannot drink. Um, so everyone will get the fuck off my ass and I can drink, you know, that sweet little thought process. So, um, I went to traditional AA in person because that's really all we have available to us in Oklahoma. And I didn't connect with it. Um, I thought it was really kind of depressing that these people who are working so hard to stay sober kept attributing all of their accomplishments to invisible man in the sky and I'm like well why is anyone like if God's the only thing that makes you sober what am I even doing here um but so I had no intention of actually stopping drinking it was just improving my point and so I quit drinking for three months. That was satisfactory to get everyone off my back. And then I started drinking again. And, um, you know, it was probably around this time that things started to get really bad. Um, it, I just, just drunk all the time making poor decisions, doing things that, you know, looking back now, I mean, I've, I've been very good about trying to forgive myself and be kind to myself about these things, but I mean, definitely I'm ashamed of, but, um, 
a year ago, July 26th, a year ago, um, I had a weekend vendor and at one point I had spoken with my then boyfriend and, um, he came over, but he was, he was not happy. <clears throat> anyway, he said that he would talk to me later and I knew that that was not going to be a pleasant conversation. So I decided, well, let's finish off this booze because that's not going to be fun to deal with tomorrow. Fully thinking, you know, it's like, I'm going to polish this off tonight, but of course I'm going to get another bottle tomorrow. Um, anyway, so finished that off. And the next morning, as I'm going to work, I get a call from my then boyfriend. And um, he told me that he couldn't be with me anymore, that my drinking was too much. And, you know, I'm unpredictable when I drink. And he just couldn't take it anymore. <clears throat> and so we broke up. And so I left work and I came home. And I just lied in my living room on my couch in the darkness and I just I just sat there and thought about how unfair everything is how these terrible things always happen to me how it's just so unfair and um pardon me um and so I, I eventually fell asleep. And the next day I wake up and doing the same thing, just still here lying on my couch in the dark. And I realized, like I sat up by myself in my living room and I said out loud, I'm an alcoholic. It was the first time that I was letting those words fall out of my face. And, and it was like this huge weight had been lifted off my shoulders. I mean, it was terrifying because um, it's like, okay, now we have to deal with this thing. But um, it was finally actually being honest with myself and acknowledging the situation that I was able to kind of, all right, well, this is the problem you know, because it was a secret to everyone. Um, this is the problem. Now we have to deal with it. Um, so there was that. And so I admitted I was an alcoholic. And because I didn't have a great experience in traditional AA, I kind of was just, you know, it was like, not good. I'm not, I can't drink anymore. I can't drink. Um, and with that thought, it was very much like, I'm going to be a bitchy, antisocial curmudgeon, like I'm going to be grumpy and miserable for the rest of my life, but I have to quit drinking. So that's just like, so I just accepted this is going to be my life and it sucks, but you know, I'm, I'm making everything terrible for everyone around me. And, you know, my boyfriend left, and while that was super sad, thought process that made me set up 
and say, I'm an alcoholic is, okay, he is gone. The door is now open. Who's leaving next? And that is what really scared me. So um, fully expecting to just be miserable for the rest of my life. Um, and I wasn't, you know, I, I don't know why I didn't like delve into all the different paths that one can take to achieve sobriety and all that good stuff. Um, but popular culture had told me that AA is helpful. <laughs> so, uh, I was like, okay, I guess I'll try this again. And I went to a traditional online meeting and I made it about halfway through. And I'm like, I can't do this. Um, and I, cause I had never heard of secular free thinkers, any of that stuff. Um, and so again, you know, it was just kind of reiterating like, okay, that's not for me. I don't really know how to go about this. I'm just going to do it myself. And, you know, it'll, I knew I had to do it, but at the same time, I was just like, I got to do this for the people around me. But that was so they would stay. So it was, it was for me. I, uh, so I did that traditional meeting and it didn't do so hot. And then, um, I was talking to my therapist and I was like, why do they not have like AA for atheists? This is ridiculous. And he he was like, well, I'm sure there's something, right? And so I got home and I Googled just that. And I found a list of worldwide um, secular agnostic meetings online. And I just randomly clicked on one. I'm in Oklahoma. Um, my home group is from Kansas City. And I just clicked on it and I was like, okay, let's try this. And the second that the meeting started, I, you know, they asked if there was anyone new. And so I said yes. And they dropped everything and had a first step meeting. And I had never felt so understood and loved and supported. And not that the people around me in my life, my my circle of people, not that they didn't love me or that they did support me, but they didn't understand. They, I mean, it was still like this thought process of just stop drinking, just stop drinking. You know, like there's, there's no real, like, this is how we're going to get through that. It was just stop doing that. And, um, as we know, it's not really that easy. And I was finally talking to a group of people who understood that, um, the shame that I felt talking to people who had felt the same shame and people who they were like, Oh, Ashley, that's nothing. But, um, but I finally found something that would tether me to this journey of sobriety. Um, I had a place to go. I had people to talk to. I, it was like, it's like free therapy every day, uh, which is good because I already paid for therapy and I can't afford more. Um, but it really was 
finding these people who related to me knew what the struggle was and it wasn't just well you need to stop doing that because it's not good for you because no shit um but so I am just over a year sober and the first days are really terrible (laughs) they last forever and you are so bored <laughs> and you just don't it's like how have I been surviving this love all these days and it's like oh because I got drunk and I didn't have to I didn't have to remember this part or deal with this part so um and and feeling my feelings that like that's what I came to realize was the whole the whole reason I was drinking because I didn't want to feel my feelings. I didn't want to face life. I didn't want to have to deal with just the everyday shittiness and the not so everyday shittiness and drinking. Let me numb myself. And that's what I needed. Little did I know if I got sober, I would have to feel those feelings and there would be a lot of them (laughs) all at once and I had to I had to go through the process of feeling them anyway it just so happened that there's just a whole bunch of them at once and and so I mean it was really hard but I had people I could lean on and there were definitely some rough times in there but finding that meeting that day saved my life um community and connection it's the opposite of addiction because I would just be in the dark by myself drinking but I have my group my home group I have you all to talk to and um sobriety is a beautiful thing and it has given me a lot and I'm just really thankful. Um, I've blathered a whole bunch. So I'm going to go ahead and um, say thanks for letting me share. I'm so glad that we're all here and supporting each other. Thank you so much.